0: Play the fucking intro.
1: This is Dustin, and this is Eric, and this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode two hundred and thirty-six.
2: Yep,
0: this is our post. Halloween episode. Yes. We are still in the grievance period of it being over.
1: (laughs) Yes. So, uh, as I I know I did personally, I loaded up. Like, every single song I have is somewhat festively themed for Halloween. But after this, I'm over. Uh, We're on, moving forward. But I I had a handful of others. Some of them, the titles are kind of what fit. They're a stretch. We'll get to that when we get to that.
0: Yeah, I know I have one that is specifically Halloween, but that's uh, that we're saving for the end of the episode. Another two I have been saving for Halloween or just the spooky season that are questionably spooky, really more unnerving, but we'll get to that when we get to that.
1: <laughs> All right, well, we're going to get to some new music in just a second, some new music that has come out recently and will be coming out soon. We'll start on October 24th. The X-Kids come out with Our Noise. It's a single on Little Willie Records. Grave Danger put out Spectre Inspector. It's a single on the 25th. On the 26th, Black Swan Dive Bomb. I like the name. I like the wordplay on there. You know, Black Swan, Swan Dive, Dive Bomb. Black Swan Dive Bomb is the name of the band. Uh, Light the Match, Ignite the Flame is the name of the EP they put out on the 26th. City Mouse put out an EP called Magnitude on the 27th. They played it best, so they released that just before Fest. Violent Way and Beton Army released released The Skins, a split on Contra and Primator Crew. Headcount released Imprint on Safe Inside Records. Z9, uh, which features three of the members of Wisdom and Chains, they released We Don't Come in Peace on Fastbreak Records. And a quick side note, I picked up my copy the day after it came out because Wisdom and Chains was here the oh, they day were? after it came out. <laughs> So yeah we'll get to that later in the show But I was oh, holding yeah. my record Because I'm happy about it uh, Half Past 2 They released self-titled Half Past 2 on the 29th Unidad Ideologica Released the self-titled on La Vida Es Un Mus Discos On the 29th Love Equals Death They released Hour of Resurrection on S-Bam And Melodic Punk Style The Last Mile released Respect, Respect the Frequency On Rad Girlfriend Records Allies and Gangways released Longshot EP on the 29th. White Stains released uh, Make Me Sick, and they released that on the 29th. 29th was a busy day for releases. Most Fridays are, if you couldn't tell. Uh, Nerdlinger released Six String Demon, a single on the 29th. Two Minute Miner released Mad Balls, a single, and it's a cover of the Mad Balls commercial from back in the 80s. Oh,
0: those things were rad, right? I loved those. Are, I
1: had one. They still I, are. Two. I had
0: two of those. Actually, well, I have. I have three. One's a uh, one's a big one. It's a uh, and it's it's awesome. It's a it's one of your classic Mad Balls. And I got two more, which are keychains. Awesome.
3: Yeah,
1: that's cool. I had two of the the foam ones that are about the size of a baseball. When I say I had two, I had one. My brother had one, so we had <laughs> two. <laughs> uh, also on the 29th, ninth, released "Running in Place" an EP. Enola released Inner Ruins on Pogo Records on the 29th. Fest 19 Sampler that came out, Fresh and Tasty Music is what they called it. It's a compilation of bands that played Fest. It's on Wiretap Records, so if you weren't able to get to Fest, or even if you were, and you want to check out some bands that were there, well, they put out a sampler. Go look it up on Wiretap Records. It's called Fresh and Tasty New Music, the Fest 19 Sampler. On the 31st, Fight the Future out of Salt Lake City. They released Bring Balance EP, and as I stated on the last episode, they have uh, an East Coast tour. Some band or some spots they're playing back east here coming up uh, before too long.
0: Yep, that was a bit of a big announcement,
1: right? Horror story. They released Trick or Treat, the Lost EP, on the thirty-first. Also on the thirty-first, Fatal Blow out of the UK. They released Black Gold, also out of the UK on Dammit Records. Dirt Birds released Dirt. We played track from that. God, that was weeks ago, so I don't know. It's was like uh, I think it was back in September, maybe even. It's awesome. Uh, so go out and check out Dirt Birds. Attack Zero released self-titled EP on Static Shock Records. That'll be or will be on. Uh, no, that was the first. We're on the third. Uh, today's the third. Heckle and Jekyll released uh-huh. Abide EP on Pogo Records on the second. Backbreaker I think is supposed to release something this Friday. Uh, the 5th, I'm not sure what it's called, but be on the lookout. Maybe something new from Backbreaker. The band Special Duties is releasing Seven Days a Week on the 5th. Postage is releasing Self-Titled Postage on the 5th. CU Space Cowboy is releasing The Romance of Affliction on Pure Noise Records. And also, same day, Pure Noise Records is releasing Youth Fountains, Keepsakes, and Reminders. On the 5th, Bitch Queens is releasing Custom Dystopia. Delusions of Grandeur is releasing the self-titled EP on the 5th. Wayward Brigade is releasing Kids Through the Cracks EP on the 5th. Aborted Tortoise is releasing a album. That's what it's called. They're out of Australia. They're pretty cool. Played them (laughs) before, and I've already heard uh, they had two tracks I think you can listen to already. That Uh, name, Aborted Tortoise, right? Aborted Tortoise. You should look them up. I think you would like them. The... That's all I'll say. We'll probably play something of them. If you like Idols, I think they're along the same lines. And Idols is releasing Crawler on the 12th. Mm
0: -hmm. The
1: Monsters are releasing Your Class, I'm Trash, on the 12th. And Split District is releasing Invitation to Exile featuring band members of Radio Hate and the Darbs. We'll be playing tracks from it on the next episode. So looking forward to playing something there. I've already been listening to it. I like it. I think you'll like it. Eric, anything you'd like to add before we start playing some new music?
0: Well, this is a bit of a tag-along to uh, the Idols album Crawler that's coming out. They released a new single today. Awesome. Yep, they released the single Car Crash, and I listened to it on the way over here, and oh my god, it's a good one. That's a sign of good things to come. Listen to the the, uh, previous single that they released, The Beachland Ballroom. Definitely a lot more reserved, a little more serene for... uh, uh, for them, I was like, okay, it was g- kind of a weird thing to uh, a weird single to start with after having known uh their style and how aggressive they can be. and car crash was definitely that for me. so so yeah, I'm I'm going to be playing that sometime I think is the next episode or the one afterwards. yeah, it's a, it's gonna be in a couple of episodes and okay. by then the album will have been out, I think. November 17th, so yes. Yeah, so it will have been out. I will have uh, listened to it. So uh, maybe there is another song on there that will uh, that will be more worth mentioning. But that album I am looking forward to. Awesome. So, also, another album I'm looking forward to is from
1: my first pick today. Yes. I think I'd been announcing, and I'm, I must have just wrote the date down wrong, that on October 26th, so I probably announced it on the last show, that they were supposed to release on October 26th. It's November 26th. So, so I'll let you talk. <laughs> I won't interrupt or uh, take the thunder away from you. I just wanted to preface, uh, correct a mistake that I think I was making on the probably the last two
2: episodes.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe so. But that's okay. It's okay. I knew it wasn't coming out till, uh November, the end of November. The band being uh, UK's own The Chisel. Yes. Oh, The Chisel, some very aggressive... Uh, It's a very aggressive, oi-themed music that's, uh, oh man, they're just
2: blazing.
0: The couple of releases that they have, I mean, they have a couple of EPs, a couple of singles as well. Definitely worth listening to. On one of them, they cover uh, Hurry Up Harry. Nice, yeah. Yeah, if you love the business, man, then uh, the chisel does too. Awesome. Oh man, but yeah, they got an album coming out called Retaliation. And yep, they have a single out of that same name. It's the title track. That's a very good that's a very good move to lead with the title track of your <laughs> upcoming album. I don't know, maybe not, but whatever. It was a strong move because this is a strong song. It is encasing all their brutality and it's uh and it's louder. It's a lot more well put together in terms of production. You can definitely tell these guys have uh have cut their teeth in the barroom scene, playing lo-fi. Playing in lo-fi clubs with their lo-fi music, and that was all you had available, and now they're coming in full force. So, a little taste of that for what you'll be getting on the 26th. Here is Retaliation, the newest from the band Chisel. anything uh if anything from that track struck your interest if you're walking away with uh something that you like then i recommend checking the rest of this album out come november 26th
1: absolutely i definitely will i like the chisel and that
0: track has gr- a great sound oh yeah it's a great it's a great sounding one definitely got the uk sound you could just hear it yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh yeah, it looks like we're going to be kind of keeping in the theme here with uh, your pick. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, the band Mad Mulligans, they released a track called Hate Breeders.
0: <laughs> sounds familiar.
1: Yes. I was pausing so people could collect their thoughts. Like, that sounds familiar. Well, like I said at the top of the show, uh, I was trying to stay with the theme of Halloween since we just barely passed it. Uh, and there were several tracks that I wanted to still add in, so I kind of crammed them all together. This specific track, Mad Mulligans, Hate Breeders, it is on a Misfits tribute tribute compilation that Outloud Records just put out. Uh, They put it out October 1st, but uh, I think that they were actually releasing a track a day through October. And on that compilation, there is 31 tracks. So I'm looking at it right now. If you go over to Outloud Records dot bandcamp.com you can see this compilation out loud records is out of california and there are 31 like i said 31 covers of uh tracks of the misfits from various bands on there uh a lot of bands there's something i haven't heard so i'm I'm definitely excited to check it out one of which uh that we do know mad mulligans because we're definitely familiar with that band we play them a bunch (laughs) but Uh, bands like Ma Rule, I know them, and the Beaters Band, I believe they're out of Italy. Uh, funny enough, we have Mad Mulligans, well, there's another band on there covering the track Angel Fuck, called the O Mulligans. Oh, shit! (laughs) So, two different Mulligans on there, uh, pretty interesting, right?
0: (laughs) You know, what's funny is, uh, uh, Wisdom in Chains, they actually covered that song, you could hear it on the end of their first album. Yes. So, with any, uh... Yeah, Misfit's covers are thrown around a lot, but that one is a good one. But I think the funniest one, and maybe I'll do this uh next October, uh the band Hate Breed covered Hate Breeders. Nice. <laughs> yeah, on their whole uh, For the Lions album. That's, That's awesome. Nothing but covers, and that is one of them. Kinda funny.
1: Well, get out there to the Outloud Records. It's called We're a Fiend Family. That's the name of the compilation. Again, 31 tracks. They released one per day. Uh, Mad Mulligans, on the other hand, they did—they were on a compilation with uh, Damn It Records. I played a track off of it uh, back in August. I think that's when it was released. A handful of bands, it's like Dirt Birds that I was talking about at the top of the show. Well, the four tracks that Mad Mulligans had on that compilation—they're getting pressed onto vinyl when those come out. Uh, We'll make sure we mention that I did play one of those tracks over on Punkanoid Worldwide, but you can go check out that compilation over on Dammit Records. On this episode, though, we're going to stick to their cover of Hate Breeders. This is Mad Mulligans. Is mad Mulligans.
0: Oh, yeah. How mad can they be? Well, probably not as mad as uh, Glenn Danzig when he finds out he's not getting royalties for this cover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the track's awesome. Uh, thank you,
1: Albie, for always sharing awesome stuff from Mad Mulligans. Uh, great band. And if you're unfamiliar, you should tune in. We've played several tracks from Mad Mulligans, including tracks also from bands that the members of Mad Mulligans are also in, which include The Craze, American Eagle, Dark Side, NYC, Schism, and I think Eric even found another band that one of the band members was in, like Wrench or something like that. Does that sound familiar?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was Wrench. They're more of like a, uh, uh, they're more of like a doomy, sludgy, 90s style uh, metal band, and it's still good. It's really good. Well...
1: Uh, Thanks to Albie. That track's awesome. Go check out that We're a Fiend family over on Outloud Records over on the Bandcamp page. That was Mad Mulligans with Hate Breeders. Next, we're going to play another new track. Uh, It's so new that you can go find the video. It's the first single off an upcoming release, but the release date is unknown or upcoming, whatever you want to call it. But the band comes at us from Boise. We love dogs in the fight. Dogs in the Fight will be releasing Freedom at Gunpoint. Like I say, at some point, who knows? It could be uh, sooner or later. Uh, I don't know. But I've been listening to the album. Uh, I want to thank Clark for sending it over. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I will play some other tracks on it on an upcoming episode. But uh, the lead single here, and they have a video that just came out this past week for it, is called Zombie. Now, watch the video. Listen to the lyrics. It's not specifically halloween type zombie
0: okay but so like cranberry zombie
1: (laughs) not that one (laughs) yes and no but uh i thought it fit so i wanted to play that one here especially since it's going to be the lead single and go check out the video i recommend it let's get into some dogs in the fight here is zombie dogs in the fight what you yeah. think
0: well i think that can be passed as a halloween track if you uh consider the movie *Shaun of the dead to be a halloween track <laughs> because the if you've seen that movie you know the premise uh the uh the main character i forget his name but he, simon peg yeah simon Pegg. <laughs> he's uh you know he the zombie apocalypse is happening but he is so wrapped up in his own in his own life and he just thinks that the zombies at the corner of his eyes just like, oh no, I don't have any change just to move away <laughs> <laughs> because they're really acting no different than the people he uh, how he views the people when he's in transit to go to work or go, or just traveling pretty much. So and that is the premise of this song. Kind of uh, saying yeah, we're all zombies because we are on our phones just living this uh, faux lifestyle. I have heard one other song that uh covers that, at least off the top of my head. It's hashtag not real life by H2O. Okay. Yeah, and that's a that's a really good one. Yeah. I love that one. And uh but yeah, people, you just uh, gotta for you just gotta remember that the world is not pixelated. <laughs> it's shit, uh, not a bunch of ones and zeros. Well, I recommend
1: checking out the video. Uh the Cartoon art, the, the most of it's cartoon art, and I, I thought it was really cool. I won't give any more away because I think you should just go watch it, but I want to thank Clark for sharing it. Uh, I was happy to get to see Clark and the mayor down at Punk Rock Bowling again this year. It was awesome to see those guys in person. It's nice to get out and see people in person again, and it was nice to see those guys at Punk Rock Bowling. I want to thank Clark mm-hmm. for sharing the album's awesome. Looking forward to playing some more tracks here in the near future. And as we find out when the release date for Freedom of Gunpoint is, we'll make sure we let you know. Alright! <laughs> Eric, let's do some older lesser known tracks. What do you have?
0: Well, I have a very new track from a somewhat newer band, but You're definitely unknown. (laughs) The band is called Erratic Impulse. They are based out of uh, Southern California. I would wager to say somewhere around San Diego. I would say the same. I couldn't find it anywhere,
1: but they play a lot of shows in San Diego and that area. So I don't want to say it's San Diego in case it's just somewhere nearby, but they they play a lot of shows there.
0: Yeah. It's also because they're in cahoots with the uh, the Project Sellout guys. Okay. Yeah, who are based, uh, not necessarily San Diego, but Lemon Grove, which is... Uh, right. I think, like I mentioned before, the queens to of San Diego, pretty much.
1: Right. And that's why I didn't say San Diego either, because if we said uh, project sellout from San Diego, that wouldn't be
0: very accurate.
1: It'd be close in proximity, but it's not very accurate. Yeah.
0: That'd be a, yeah, kind of a weird thing. But yes, Southern California, whatever. It all bleeds together. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I heard about these guys because uh, my my best friend, Landon, who... Does all the photography in the world, it seems, <laughs> has been going back and forth from San Diego and Salt Lake for uh, for just over a year now, and yeah, mostly hanging out with the uh, Project Sellout boys, all the Prescotts and their uh, and their homies, and these guys just happen to be some of them. And if you go on their Instagram, you will f- if you scroll down enough, there is like a little uh, uh, pictures of the four of them in one post of just these uh, profile headshots. And yeah, that was him. That was Landed. That's how he did it. He uh, sent me a link to their stuff. He's like, Bud, you gotta check these guys out. And I did. It was their music video for their song of the same name. And I really wanted to uh, plug that video because it's worth watching. It's just them and their practice space. And they are punk rock. That You hear them, you hear punk rock. The singer and guitarist, you know, he's the same thing. He's got a mohawk, he's got a battle jacket on, and he's, uh kind of reminds me of uh, Scatter, you know, okay. from Usurpers, which, uh, I don't know, some of you locals may recognize him. But yeah, he looks just like that. But the walls are just shrouded with uh, Iron Maiden posters and Metallica and Judas Priest and uh, the famous Johnny Cash poster where it's just him flipping off the camera. It's got Cash on the side. Yeah. So you wouldn't, re- just walk it into that, and you think, oh, this is going to be a metal band. Nope, <laughs> it's definitely a punk rock band. So, so yeah, I just wanted to uh, choose that song, Erratic Impulse, by the band Erratic Impulse, from the EP Erratic Impulse. The like, trifecta. The holy trinity on this one. Uh, really check out that video. It's, uh, it's just kind of funny seeing the polar opposite. But if you listen to uh, the rest of it, I will get into the rest of the EP after the song. Here is the from the, here is the song, the band, the album all named Erratic Impulse. Yeah, you get an idea of what they sound like, but what's interesting is that EP, the first two tracks sound very similar. They're that same style of like hi-fi punk rock that's only about a minute and a half long, two minutes max, but the last half of the EP kind of pulls a Black Flag's My War on us, Nice. where the last two songs are clocking in at over five minutes each, and this is definitely them sporting their more... Uh, I don't know how to describe it. The kind of wavy type of metal. There's a lot of slow stuff in there. So so yeah, you definitely see the punk rock side, and then there's the metal side. It's sort of like this uh yin-yang sort of <laughs> cool. sort of presentation. So yeah, definitely check out the rest of uh this EP because it sounds like two separate bands are on the are on the on the same album.
1: That's
0: awesome. So so yeah, give it a listen. Kinda weird, but Still enjoyable.
1: (laughs) Cool. Well, I've got a track that is actually brand new in the sense that it's the album. It's a six-track EP. It's not even going to be released until November 19th. Oh. And this guy is not lesser known, so does it fit here? Well, I'll explain that here in a second. Well,
0: the song itself is lesser known because people don't know it exists, so there is that.
1: (laughs) There's that. Uh, We're talking about Lars Fredrickson. He is do, releasing his first solo album. So Lars Frederickson and the Bastards, that was a band, not a solo thing. This is actually him doing something solo. I think he did a one or two night thing at... The something mile club, the, I don't know, somewhere in San Francisco. I I can't remember what it's called. The eight mile club. The eight, yeah. (laughs) If we were in Detroit, uh, maybe. Uh, Mile High Club, Eli's Mile High Club. See, I'm looking over here because it's a a venue that they played at on a poster Ah, I have here for uh, Rock the Ship. But it wasn't for Rock the Ship. It was separate. Uh, Matt Freeman, I think, did bass, but it was just those two playing. And you'll, you'll hear it here in just a second. But the release, releasing it. It's coming out on Pirates Press Records. I think you can already order it, and it should be shipping already uh, within a week. I'll have to check the dates. But anyway, there is a music video. So there's three tracks in a row. Where we're saying, hey, go check out the music video. Well, I'm going to continue that. If this is the third one in a row. Uh, the music video for this track, Army of Zombies. See how it fits in for the Halloween. And I put it here, <laughs> Older, Lesser Known, because Army of Zombies was released a while ago, the original version of it uh the album before i forget to mention it's called to victory so t-o victory to victory it's coming out november 19th like i said it'll be on pirates press records is that a love letter to the labels (laughs) maybe but maybe i don't know Uh, the tracks are all stripped down versions of the tracks you'll get an idea of what i mean here in just a second Uh, Army of Zombies is an awesome track. I really like it. Uh, Originally, Army of Zombies was a Lars Fredrickson and the Bastards track, so it tells you how long ago it originally came out. Uh, The six tracks that are on there, uh, on this release to victory, are Gods and Guns and then Army of Zombies, which are both originally Lars Fredrickson and the Bastards tracks, Tomorrow's Girls, a UK subs cover, Motherland, which is originally the old from Casuals track, Coming Home, which is a Kiss cover, and then Skunks, which was also a Lars Fredrickson and the Bastards uh, track. So you can go get it. There's several different vinyls. Pirates Press has some. I'm sure there'll be some other colors because there's a shit ton of colors. It <laughs> looks like the there's specific ones that'll ship out on November 30th. Other ones will ship out on November 5th. If you want to go get yourself a vinyl, 15 bucks, six tracks, a lot of stuff to choose from. So get out there, and check it out. Again. I recommend checking out the music video. I think it's awesome. Going along with Halloween, we're talking about zombies here. Uh, it's Lars Fredrickson off of Two Victory, and the track's called Army of Zombies.
4: When it's the end of Camelot, and if you're ready or not, will you spill the ride? Well, the whole world's shaking and bones are breaking. So don't you be mistaken. Cause we're setting the whole thing off. Well, it's you and it's me. Kissing all of your zombies. It's you and it's me. Kissing all of your zombies. It's you and it's me. Kissing army of zombies It's you and it's me Kissing army of zombies Whoever temperature's rising The rhythm's hypnotizing The beat is united A million people has won we're the bombs We're through delegating. No more commiserating. Just shut your mouth and fight. Cause it's you and it's me kissing on me as zombies. It's you and it's me kissing on me, zombies. It's, it's me. Kissing on me zombies. it's you and it's me kissing on me as zombies. It's you and it's me. Kissing on me is a
1: What'd you think of the stripped down Lars Fredrickson?
0: Well, one assumption was true. I was expecting an acoustic guitar. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was expect I was expecting that, but I guess I didn't uh, think it would be his style to go completely acoustic. I think he still functions incredibly well behind uh, with an electric style uh, backwash, right? So So yeah. The song itself was good. It's good to hear the Lars is still doing stuff outside of a uh, outside of a uh, Rancid and <laughs> And Old Firm Casuals as well.
1: And outside of Stomper 98, and outside of The Last Resort, and outside of how many Oxley's Midnight Runners, and how many other fucking bands is Lars Fredrickson doing shit with? Yeah. <laughs> Benin. Yeah.
0: He's all over the damn place, that man.
1: Yes. Tons of stuff. I hope he keeps doing more shit. I want to start a band and ask <clears> him if he'll, you
0: got time for something to do with me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Baby.
0: <laughs> God damn. Uh, but Yeah. I didn't really catch the theme of what he was going for in uh, the zombie aesthetic.
1: Well, I think the original track from Marsh Frederickson and the Bastards, I would say, you know, you and me against an army of zombies. And again, I think we're more along the line of zombies, the dogs in the fight was talking about. But uh, I want to point out before we move on, A big miss was from the movie Zombieland or Zombieland 2. They should have, especially at the beginning of Zombieland when it's uh, Jesse Eisenberg, is that his name? Yeah. And Woody Harrelson when it's just the two of them. They should have been playing that Lars Fredrickson and the Bastards Army of Zombies. It could have been saying, it's you and it's me against an army of zombies. Wouldn't that have been fucking perfect playing that? That's a huge miss on the people that put that together's part.
0: Well, just uh, (laughs) on that part, just uh, put the TV on mute and then play the song. There you go. Yeah. There's
1: probably a spot that it fits. Anyway, uh, check it out. It's over on Pirates Press. Uh, It's really awesome. I like all the tracks. I like the stripped down versions. I like the originals, but I I think it's cool that he did a UK subs and a Kiss cover along there, along with some of tracks that are also his from other bands. So get out there, check it out. Uh, We're going to play one last Halloween song for the year. I was going to play Dead Evil, which I am playing Dead Evil, but I was going to play Dead Evil off of something that came out back in july of this year it was called new zealand horror punk volume one compilation i was going to play a dead evil track it's called silent night deadly night well as you can tell from the title it might be more like horror christmas themed than horror halloween themed yeah and the more i listened to it i thought you know what i'm gonna hold it off but i looked at dead evil actually just i'm glad i did because at the time i picked this track they hadn't released the track that I'm going to play, because on October 30th of this year, this past Saturday, they released a Monster Mash cover, uh, mm-hmm. and so I thought, you know what, we're going to substitute that, so Dead Evil from Auckland, New Zealand, they just released this track, we're going to wrap up our Halloween-themed song, so there won't be any more Halloween-themed, maybe in a couple weeks we'll start doing some Christmas-themed tracks if yep. we, come across those.
0: And maybe that's where Silent Night Deadly Night will come in. Oh, it
1: will. Before we get done with the <laughs> the season there, I, I will make sure we get that added yeah. in. But we're done with Halloween after this episode. So, Must. let's Most listen us. to... <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's listen to some Dead Evil with Monster Mash. Good evening.
5: <laughs> I was working in the lab.
0: evil's
1: monster mash it was it was all right
0: (laughs) it was all right i was just expecting something a little uh i don't know faster (laughs) rather than just a rather than just like an electrified version of the bobby pickett song fair enough uh
1: they did say you know knock on the door and tell them uh, dead evil sent you i mean they personalized that a little bit yeah
0: (laughs) But I will say, yeah, on more levels than one, this is a Halloween-themed track, right down to the uh, the name of the band being, I'm assuming, a play on words of the movie Evil Dead.
1: Yeah, try searching <laughs> for the band. You're gonna you'll find them on Bandcamp, but good luck finding them anywhere else because all the searches are full of Evil Dead, even yeah. though
0: it's Dead Evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in a way, that kind of. Uh, Forces you to go right to their band camp. (laughs) Right.
1: Go there. Uh, They do have a lot of cool releases, including that one just came out on the 30th. Eric, let's talk about uh, some live show stuff real quick, and then uh, we'll jump into some albums. We both went to a show. Yeah, we went to the same show. I know. We were both supposed (laughs) to go to a show the week previous, and we both missed Dead Cuffs and Foot Soldier. We Mm -hmm. both couldn't make it, but we both did go to a show this past weekend. We were both able to make it. Dead Cuffs? Dead
0: Cuffs? Pretty sure it was broken cuffs, wasn't
1: it? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was broken cuffs.
0: Uh, death is on the mind. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We but we did miss that show. But the show that we did not miss this last week, it was the one I've been plugging since August. Wisdom in Chains. There you go. Finally, a year and a half later from its original uh, uh, from the original date they were supposed to play, which was. March some March seventeenth actually. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, Somewhere March seventeenth in uh twenty twenty. But the pandemic had hit Utah. Wisdom and Chains were not gonna were not going to take their chances uh coming over here. And uh yeah, you could see why. It took a... but they still they still kept in touch with uh Paige of Violent Unrest, who actually booked who initially booked the show and And they eventually followed through. They're like, okay, the pandemic is is going away. We can actually schedule a time to come into the show. How does October 30th work? Yep. All right. Let's do it. Cool. (laughs) So, yep, that was the show. That was where we went. And, yeah, before we get into the uh, Wisdom and Chains, obviously, violent unrest opened up. They were the first band and... Yep, Violent unrest. they are what they are, and what they are is awesome. However, this time around, they actually had, uh, since it was Halloween, they dressed up. They were the Ninja Turtles.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: actually, gave As the Jeremy
1: di- said, I think the dollar store yeah. Ninja Turtles, or at least yeah. his costume. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I
0: mean, they're, uh, uh, why do I keep forgetting the guitarist's name? <laughs> Whatever. He was, uh, uh, yeah, he was playing Donatello. But the most he had was a purple bandana. George. <laughs> George, that's his name. It was a purple bandana on his head, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, scabs. He was uh, oh, God. He was Raphael. Uh, Jeremy was Michelangelo, the party dude, and uh, of course, Paige is uh, Leonardo. Right. I mean, by deduction, I don't think she was wearing anything uh, that would suggest that. But no, she had a shirt. Yeah. Originally, oh, she, did. she
1: just didn't wear it. I think while they were performing, she
0: right? was wearing her uh, jacket right. while they were performing. So yeah, but of course it would it would be Leonardo. Leonardo leader. is the leader. Right? She's the leader. She's the reason the show was happening. So right. Oh right? uh, god. Yeah. And then Mandalore. Yeah, Mandalore. This was really weird. Uh, <laughs> Tucker, Andrew, and uh, Mike. They were up on the stage, and so was Conrad for a minute, and it was like. Now this is really weird that just got doubted with the crowd because, yep, Mandalore. I've always seen them playing floor shows, and if uh, the rest of the band's gonna be up on the stage, Conrad is staying down below. <laughs> so yeah, it was a great, it was a great set. Mandalore always kills it live. Love seeing them, but one of the big takeaways for me, uh, takeaway, was Takeover. Right. Oh man, Takeover. They had not played a show in three years. Maybe even longer than that. Maybe it's closer to four. But it was just awesome to see uh, Ryan and company come back into the fold for what apparently was their last show. Yep. Yep. So, it sucks. They're gone. They're gone now. But their EPs, they still live on Bandcamp. And you can you can find them. You can listen to them there. They are worth the listen. Particularly the Sinking EP, which I plugged on this show before. Long, uh long time ago okay yeah so i played takeover on here and it was great to see them when they did the song fall back down i know how it sounds but <laughs> fall back down i'm talking fall back down that would it would be and uh another one of my hardcore homies we just uh, crowded around ryan who is this mountain of a man the he's guy a, is a behemoth he is a giant this he's a
1: monster among men
0: <laughs> i know oh but he's uh he's such a sweetheart oh, he's a super nice guy <laughs> yeah. uh but
1: i mean he's like six five to six seven i mean i didn't stand right next to him but he's he's tall and then he's got to be like 350 pounds plus just <laughs> Just massive, just a, a huge human being.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, his calves are the size of most people's thighs.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. And you listen to TakeOver, you picture someone who has who has a voice that you are hearing. Yes, he is pretty much exactly what you're picturing. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I'm hoping that some of the guys are doing something, will be doing something else out of that, but... Uh, yeah, on top of being thankful to see Wisdom and Chains for the first time, I was extremely grateful that I got to see TakeOver, a band who I've loved ever since my days in the hardcore scene, uh, which I'm still kind of there, but <laughs> not as much as I used to, uh, just, uh, uh, just say their farewell. It was awesome. It was awesome being back in a show where I have to, like, dodge all these flailing fists and spin kicks and all this crazy shit. I'm like, oh, man, I've, I've almost forgot what this feels like. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been to a hardcore show like that. So that was pretty cool. It, it all was pretty damn cool. But, oh, when uh, The Hour Struck and Wisdom and Chains came on, oh, God, people were going crazy. I was sure. up in the front with uh, everyone who knew every single lyric to the song <laughs> that was playing. I'm like, oh, wow, I really don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they were they were killing it. They actually started their set off with the intro to Chromags. We Gotta Know. <laughs> I was like, okay, got my attention. <laughs> but then I started thinking, you know what, they don't really have much of an intro song. At least not that I've heard to really uh, amp the audience up, so... Okay, we have. Why not? <laughs> I was half expecting them to just uh, open up with the cover of exactly. that. That would have been pretty funny, but no, they went through about uh, uh, sixteen songs, sixteen or seventeen. That's uh, that's what Joe said yeah. after the show. Um, but it was a hell of a it was a hell of a set list, despite the fact that I didn't get to hear three of my favorite songs. They did not play Nazi Head Stomp. They did not play uh, My Friend, and they did not play Violet Americans. I was really bummed about that. But at the same time, I'm seeing Wisdom in fucking chains, man. I have not a lot of room to complain. They were amazing. (laughs) Yeah. It's just the fact that, like I've said before, they're not a touring band, not so much anymore. And they're only like, uh, they're basically a fest band. The fact that they uh, took time aside to come to little old Salt Lake City to play a DIY venue for just one night. It really says a lot about uh, not just the band themselves, but also Paige. I'm just like, what did you have to do to convince them to come over here? <laughs> like, right. I, I guess she was pushing like, we got a very strong skinhead scene here, which by all rights, we do. We also have a very strong hardcore scene. Wisdom and Chains appeals to both of them because there were a lot of guys in uh, in uh, fitted uh, those fitted little chapeaux, the flat caps, and Doc Martins, and uh, guys in cargo shorts and uh, wife beaters, pretty much. <laughs> in fact, most of the openers were just straightforward hardcore. Well, at least two of them. Violent Umrest is more of that Wisdom and Chains uh, half and half sort of thing, which is awesome. And but yeah, they did play Land of Kings. That was uh that was given. It's not a wisdom and change show if uh, they don't play that one. It's like Pennsylvania,
3: I always loved you.
0: <laughs> That's how you know where a hardcore band is from, is if they have a song named after their city right. or their state, or they mention it in their lyrics.
1: Yeah, Pennsylvania's
0: long and Stroudsburg's long too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Like, uh, I'll be thankful you're not at uh, Harrisburg. Right? <laughs> Harrisburg hardcore. <laughs> Good Lord, man. Uh, and after the fact, they were sitting in um, England. I mean, Joe, Mad Joe, he was working, the, uh, he was working the, uh, the, the merch table.
1: I got a bunch of shit, too. Saved myself on uh, shipping. <laughs> yeah. I got the wisdom in change. I got the nothing in nature respects weakness. There we go. Uh, album and I got the new Z9 like I was talking about top of the show just released on Friday they were here Saturday so I got my 12 inch even though that's a 6 track EP but I got that all 3 of those guys right there on the back we're looking at the back cover mm-hmm. guitar, bass, drum also of Wisdom and Chains Yeah, and then they actually had a couple 7 inches there the, the split they did with Madball the family biz there's a track from each of the bands on there Mm-hmm. which someday is the wisdom and change track which is also on nothing in nature respects weakness but then they had the sharp shock uh split 7 inch 2
0: that's a great split it is
1: <laughs> so I got a bunch of those got a shirt and I got my limited edition violent unrest shirt the one they were only going to be selling at that show I got that as well
0: oh uh, yeah <laughs> they had some they had a lot of cool shirts there I didn't I didn't end up buying any but what I did buy was the uh the uh the two albums they had I was hoping they were on vinyl but they were not they were on CD and I'm like you know what whatever I need that's two of my favorite albums which was a uh, Class War and God of Rhythm I already had the self-titled so I'm like okay now I got to complete my trinity of <laughs> my favorite <laughs> Wisdom and Chains albums cuz each one of those has my f- initial favorite song that I mentioned earlier All Right So yep now I have them all on compact disc, but I do not own a single Wisdom and Chains record, which kind of sucks. But I've got three of them now,
1: plus the Z nine. <laughs> well, look at Mister Fancy Pants. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. And after and after the show, they sat and uh, they sat and mingled. I got to talk to Joe. I even told him I'm like it was a great set, but I was bummed that Violent Americans didn't play. And he's like, huh oh, well, you know, <laughs> this is actually. This is actually a few songs longer than the sets we normally play. I'm like, really? Goddamn! All right. <laughs> I expect you to be headlining uh, fest shows, but whatever. <laughs> so the fact that they elongated the set list was was really cool. And yeah, people were into it. So like I said, so many people up front singing every lyric to every song. They were they they were into it. Also, one of my friends, um. Uh, yeah, one of my friends, he was uh, saying how much he loved that there were so many older songs in the set list. Because he listened to those a lot more when he was first getting into them. So, So, yeah, you can tell they did not disappoint. They didn't. They yeah. were fantastic. One of the better bands.
1: You know, obviously if you go to a festival like Punk Rock Bowling, you see a ton of bands. And yes, there was a lot of great bands, great shows there. But realistically, like a show featuring a couple bands like you normally would go see, four to five bands, whatever... That was one of the best shows I've seen in a long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really, it really is. It, it really was. And even after they uh, left the venue, they all went down to Aces. And we're hanging out with uh, all the all the common people. Awesome. Which I guess they are as well. You know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you can't really. Uh, there is no royalty in hardcore. <laughs> right. Unless you're, I don't know, unless you're Glenn Danzig. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but that's just because he has a he has an ego the size of Texas. <laughs> well,
1: it was a great show, and I want to thank those guys for making their way out here. We appreciate it. Uh, are there any upcoming shows that you want to mention?
0: There are, in okay. fact. I've actually been uh, keeping a bit of a log, so I'm I've prepared. Got a few this. to
1: mention as well. So go ahead.
0: All right. So as for this week, we have a uh, one coming up, like a. Uh, Pretty damn soon. I'm talking tomorrow soon, and tomorrow being not even. I'm just gonna say the date: the fourth, the fourth of November. We got Twomp Sacks, yeah, Twomp Sacks. I don't know what it means, but they're from Oakland, and they will be playing with Mung and Ribbons at your mom's house. <laughs> yep, okay. your mom, your mom.
1: <laughs> yes, all right.
0: Yeah, ask a ask a fellow punk rocker for the address if you want to check that out. Also on the seventh at Kilby Court my I guess my favorite band of 2020 is going to be playing there uniform Oh cool <laughs> Oh yeah they'll be playing with a portrayal of guilt and body void I'm going to be going to that that's going to be that's going to be a fun sunday on the 8th uh the band cinderblock from California will be playing at the at the beehive with crooked and fight the future and also on the beehive there this is going outside of the week a little bit, but it will be on the 11th, which is next Thursday. Um, at the Beehive, the band Dead Heat will be playing a show there. Dead Heat, if you love uh, more thrashy style, uh, kind of crossover hardcore, that's uh, then you'll really enjoy them. It's nice to know cool. they're still kicking about. And also on the 11th, uh, The Casualties, Pinata Protest, Endless Struggle, and Violent Unrest, which I believe is at the loading dock, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Yep, that is all on the 11th. That is everything coming up within the next uh, seven or eight days. So there you go. You've been informed. What have you got, Dustin?
1: Boundaries is probably playing right now as we speak. Well, they're, it's not It's not that late here, so they're probably because they're the headliner. But they're playing the loading dock, <laughs> I think, tonight here in Salt Lake. So uh, they might be out on tour. Go check them out. A uh, couple shows that I'm going to mention. Tomorrow night, also the fourth, in New York at The Gutter. It's in Brooklyn, uh, the bands Drunken Rampage, The Wheels, Suzy Moon, and Mystery Girl are playing. It starts at 7 and it is 12 bucks. So if you are in Brooklyn or anywhere near there, you should go watch. Because Drunken Rampage, The Wheels, and Suzy Moon are all awesome. I'm not sure who Mystery Girl is, but if they're on the bill, I'm sure they're great. The other show coming up next week, Soda City Riot, The Hanging Judge, and The Breaks playing at... Uh, The Highlander, and the Highlander is in Columbia, no, Atlanta, sorry. Soda City Riot's coming in from Columbia, South Carolina. That's on Friday the 12th, and I'll be playing Soda City Riot at some point. I looked them up after seeing that flyer, didn't know who they were. They're pretty good. I liked them. So at some point, I will be playing them, and Some Kind of Nightmare are starting on November 12th, their next leg of their indefinite tour and they'll be in Newcastle in Indiana at the Riot Room. They have a whole bunch of shows pretty much every day after that. Go look up Some Kind of Nightmare if you want to see the rest. So those are what I have to offer for this show. So that's our portion of the shows we've seen and shows that we want to mention coming up. If yep. there's any shows you think we should mention or check out, please let us know. And Eric, let's get yeah. into some great cover-to-cover albums.
0: Yeah, yeah. So at the top of the show, I was explaining uh, an album whose uh, songs and subjects are questionably Halloween related, and I will uh, I will stand by that. I think they are okay. The album is the is Caligula by Lingua Ignota, and I've played Lingua Ignota on the show before uh, from. Uh, the track Pennsylvania Furnace from her latest album Sinner Get Ready which uh yeah now is available in its entirety worth a listen it's really it's it's really weird but then again that's all of uh, that's all of her music so so yeah the album that excuse me I'm talking about is the one that came out before back in 2019 called Caligula who was named after the Roman emperor, who was, as they say, power hungry and obsessed with sex. <laughs> <laughs> and yep, that is pretty much the uh, that is pretty much the theme of her album. Here, it's a a lot of themes talking about a society on the edge of collapse, and also the pivotal focus of this record is talking about misogyny and. Uh, and abuse and psychological trauma that comes about in being in a in a very abusive relationship, which is now ended. She says it's basically taken the whole uh, the whole cycle of an abusive relationship step by step, in sort of like a in sort of like a progressive nature. So so yeah, the album itself is telling a story and doesn't just tell a story through the words it does it through the sounds and the theatrics and that's really the uh selling point for me showing you music like this on a punk cast (laughs) is it punk well here is my argument a lot of the stuff is based in industrial a lot of noise and a lot of uh and a lot of dark wave you hear it all coming out and on top of that it also gets a lot of uh it takes a little bit from extreme metal particularly black metal as far as her vocals go her vocals they can go from that really high pitched you think uh, you think mayhem you think gorgoroth the ah, type of shit she does that very well but she's also vocally trained she uh, grew up in a in a catholic family so she would be going to church and she'd be singing the hymns and then later on in life she took vocal lessons so she is so yeah, she can sing incredibly well. If you remember Pennsylvania Furnace, if you remember her voice, yep, it's a damn good voice, <laughs> and and the sole basis on which all of this stands is from is from classically trained musicianship. So there is a symphonic presence about this. So it is going all over the place okay. <laughs> in this one, but it flows so well. It's sort of like, uh, the best way I describe it is, uh, you think of uh, an artist like Chelsea Wolfe, the best band I can compare to is Joy Division, and Lingua Ignata is basically the uh, the ministry, in contrast to that. And if you know ministry, you know how weird they are. But this is amplified. Like There is just so much shit going on here, and it's a lot to digest, even in just uh, one song, which uh, the first one... I think was just, uh, it, it's menacing. It's <laughs> the butcher of the world. Yeah, it just sounds brutal, and by all rights, it really is. There's just, uh, there's a lot going on. The best, uh, and accurately portrays Lingua Ignauta, or Kristen Hayter, which is her actual name. <laughs> it just, uh, it just greatly exemplifies her, uh, her prowess in vocals. And also just how unnerving the background music and noise can be. So, yep, here is Lingua Ignota* from Caligula, the Butcher of the World.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that also uh, adds to uh also adds to my argument as uh, her being in the uh being in the punk rock spectrum, although being a, a very niche part, but that is the idea is like it ex- exceeding expectations. And that was how I felt when I first heard this album on its uh just a little bit after it was released back in 2019. And uh, particularly this song, when that initial scream comes out, the, ah, motherfucker, <laughs> that made me jump. That yes. was just like a, what the fuck, man? Right? <laughs> so yeah, that's a, uh, so I was like, okay, I'm getting into it a little bit, but as soon as this song struck, I'm like, okay, I'm hooked, I'm listening, what now? <laughs> and also some of you uh, droogs out there probably heard the musical counterpart and strike some familiarity with it. Hmm?
2: Hmm. (laughs) I just looked at my tattoo.
0: (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, you do hear a bit of the, uh, you do hear the classical counterpart and you hear the theatrics about it. It's going about like it was a, uh, like it was a doom metal song. Like, uh, you know, the ones that are like Sleep or Bell Witch, you know, the ones that are... (laughs) <laughs> the, the equivalent of a feature length film <laughs> as far as length is concerned. And that's really what it is. It's uh, telling the, telling the story of abuse. It's not really uh, talking about healing from it, but more going through it, you know? And a lot of it is coming from her personal recollection. You know, she doesn't go into a uh, detail about it, at least none that I could see, but you can tell that it, this is coming from a place of, uh, Of introspection, right, and experience, which uh, fucking sucks. But damn, she's uh, she's uh, presenting it in such a such an infernal way. (laughs) Because yeah, there's also on top of on top of the kind of defeatism attitude. Not really defeatism. Well. Uh, just the just the misanthropic part about it. It is going with a lot of uh, religious iconography. There's parts where she's going, "Get behind me, Satan," <laughs> or talking about, uh, uh, or talking about praying to the f- to the ether, giving me the strength, stuff like that. Uh, like I said, a lot to digest. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going on a musical standpoint here, and I strongly urge everyone who likes what they are hearing which uh, I can't imagine everyone is uh, latching on to this because it's a uh, yeah it's season for taste as we say <laughs> <laughs> it's just a nice way of saying it's really fucking out there man <laughs> it's uh yeah just listen to the album in its entirety it all flows together it does slow down a little bit in the in the end but again, just for the musicality of it, it just makes sense. And for the theatrics of it, just uh, it makes you feel like you're watching this on a stage. And she does get pretty uh, into it on stage, for better or worse. She just goes nuts. Um, need to see her live. Anyway, yeah, the there is uh, more to it. And I'll give you a little bit more with uh, another song, Day of Tears and Mourning." This actually gives a bit more to... Uh, Uh, Kind of a classical based background as far as music is, because there is a literal organ playing in it. It makes you feel like you're in the middle of a, you're sitting on a pew in the middle of a church. So there is that part that's coming in. Just how it's all woven together, it just makes a lot of sense. And it makes even more sense if you listen to the whole album. So, like I said, if you like what you're hearing, listen to the rest of it. Here's another piece of it. Here we go. So yeah, it's a bit of a transcendent experience. <laughs> uh, so yeah, on that one gets a bit of uh, it's taken a bit from uh, Doom pedal on that one. You could definitely hear it. You could definitely hear it just be covered with an electric guitar on that one, which uh, part of it was used. And that was the thing about this album being a uh, being an impressive step up from the previous work. All bitches die, which was fun fact recorded in a shed. Okay. All by herself, like that was. I mean, that's DIY as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Self released. Yeah. So this was her first one that was released on a uh, on a label, which was uh, I had it right here. Come on. Yeah. Profound lore. Yeah. And she is still with that <clears throat> with that label, and she is continuing to make more music. I will say, if you're interested in checking out the previous album, Sinner, get ready. It's a uh, it's a lot softer. Okay. <laughs> it's a uh, it's intense in its own way. It doesn't sound quite like this. Um, but yeah, I would recommend checking out her work. I would. Uh, I personally would start with this one, <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, but yeah, listen to uh, Lingua ignata. Her uh, her name actually uh, translates from Latin into unknown language. Oh yeah. So kind of like her music It's kind of an unknown genre. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But much like how uh, industrial and dark wave live in their own little respective niches on the punk spectrum, um, I feel like Lingua Ignata is cutting edge on just taking just taking those little inspirations and uh, taking them for a goddamn spin, <laughs> a, a ride down the downward spiral <laughs> with a lot of uh, a lot of bumps along the way. Yeah, <laughs> just, and it all it it all comes together on. Uh, on her output, and I really love it. In case you can't see, I am berating this two <laughs> for too long. Um, uh, take us out of this uh, weird little crevice that Lingua Ignata reigns supreme.
1: I will, because the music I picked is quite a bit different. Uh, <laughs> the, the band is Defense, and they are from the French speaking area of Canada. Uh, I would assume somewhere in the Montreal area, but I don't know specifically. I just know that they're from Canada. Uh, They don't always have a lot of information specific about the band, but uh, they released a new album this year, but it was back in July, July 5th, uh, blaspheme, and I've had it for quite a while, uh, probably back closer to that July date, I don't think I knew it was released then, but few months and I've been looking to play something and then it dawned on me you know like oh well the track names you know "Blaspheme" translates into blasphemy mm-hmm. they're singing in French as they're a French uh Canadian band uh, all their stuff's in French well they had a handful of tracks just kind of fit and I like the album it's a good album I think you should go and check that album out uh Don Le Pentagram or In the Pentagram is the track that we're going to listen to first. And again, like I said, themed things uh, for the holiday. Most of it is for sure in the title of the track. Like I said, the Army of Zombies and Zombie track from Lars Fredrickson and from Dogs in the Fight. Yeah. A little less about actual zombies, but nonetheless, uh, this right here, I should know French better than I do, and I don't. I don't know specifically <laughs> what they're singing about, but I like it let's do some dans le pentagram from défense or in the pentagram and <laughs> if you look at the cover of blaspheme uh, it looks like you know this is what they had in mind so if you go check out the album cover in the pentagram <laughs> Pentagram, or in the pentagram.
0: <laughs> I don't know, they must be saying it somewhere in there.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, they, they said it a couple times. But, okay. <laughs> you can take my word for it.
0: I, su- I suppose I can. You probably know more French than I do.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, I definitely don't use it as much as I should. Lost quite a bit of it, but I can still understand a little bit here and there. Uh, Blasphemy, again, is the name of the album. There, there's a new album, a compilation that Crossbar Records just put out like within the last month. It is a two vinyls. Ooh, Pretty awesome. It's called Oi the Antidote. I ordered mine. It just came like a couple days ago, like Sunday, I think is when it arrived. Hmm. And it features bands like Hard Evidence, Abrovink, Squilette, Kong Kong, The Clinch, Athena, Sharp Shock, Rise Up, No Class, All Worked Up. Uh, Savage Beat, Antagonizers ATL, and Défense. <laughs> the track that they feature on there, Porte de l'Enfer, And that is actually on this album. That's not a track I'm going to play because, like I said, I'm trying to keep to the theme. But uh, <laughs> go check that compilation, Oi! the Antidote. There is four vinyls, over 20 bands, I believe, on that. It's pretty awesome. Go check it out from Crossbar Records. Back to Defense, not the track that's on the compilation, but another track that I just think fits the bill again. I don't know exactly what they're singing about, but the track is Les Vampires
0: or The Vampires. (laughs) Really? Really? That's a. Okay. (laughs) I'm happy you were here, Google Translate. Right?
1: (laughs) So let's listen to it. Here's Defense with Les Vampires. What would you think? Well, I gotta be
0: honest, I wasn't really feeling it with the vocals. Okay. Yeah, it was just, a. Uh, don't know, something about it was rubbing me the wrong way. I can't exactly put my finger on it, at least in a, at least verbally. I don't know, I would have liked it a lot more if the, uh, I don't know, if the guy's vocal projection was different.
1: I think the the recording they went on there is just a little different. It kind of has more of that... Uh, You know, it's different because it's French and maybe we don't play enough French music from the 80s. But I think it's just, you know, kind of has more of that 80s punk sound to it. And maybe Mm. that's just more of the vibe they were going with. Because there's a lot of bands that I think have similar vocals, but they come from that era where you get those type of recordings, you know, compared to the type of recording that you get now. Though this is a new album, I think that's kind of what it has to it. It just comes across a little bit different as maybe because it's French as opposed to English. I don't know. Or yeah. maybe it's new as opposed <laughs> to old, even though it kind of has that uh, classic sound to it.
0: Well, maybe. I know it's not the language barrier. I listen to a lot of bands that don't speak English at all. Right. But uh, but really, it's the feeling behind it. Just the, the oomph. That makes, uh, that they're putting in each of their lyrics where it's like, I may not understand what the fuck they're saying, but I am loving this song. Sure. So, so yeah, I wasn't really feeling much of that, much of that oomph in the, in the vocals and whatever style they were going for. I mean, it's cool, whatever, but, but yeah, I don't know. It just sounded like he was uh, too much uh, upward. Inflections. I guess I can say that. Just sounded like he was always asking a question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that is Defense off of Blaspheme. Let's get into wrapping up the show. We've been talking long enough. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about the track you picked to wrap the show up?
0: Well, the track I picked is uh, definitely the most Halloween centered song. And I had to go all the way back to 1949 for one Bing Crosby song. Bing Crosby is actually more well known for his little Christmas albums, right? <laughs> yeah, and and can you blame him? The guy's got such a sultry voice. Just a uh, just that low bass drawl right there with uh, kind of a southern inflection as well, <laughs> right? Maybe I'm just adding that for uh, <laughs> 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 for I guess uh, theatrics, but no, Bing Crosby, he provided his voice in the uh, In the Walt Disney short film, Ichabod and Mr. Toad, which were the Disney renditions of the stories The Wind in the Willows and The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And The Legend of Sleepy Hollow gave us the lovely, most, uh, one of the most uh, iconic villains of all time, The Headless Horseman. Right. Oh, man, I I love everything surrounding the... Legend of Sleepy Hollow, particularly the Headless Horseman, which is, uh, which, yeah, in the original, uh, in the original text is, uh, eluding to be just the character Brom Bones in disguise, and he just wants to fuck with Ichabod on Halloween night. <laughs> but, but they don't really do that in the movie. It's really, they really just hammer in the fact that the Headless Horseman is a real, tangible threat who lives in the hollow, comes out Halloween night, and he's looking to chop off your head. <laughs> and Bing Crosby sings a song about it. And it's one of the damn catchiest songs you'll ever hear in in Disney, in my opinion. It's right up. And as far as uh, vi- songs that the villains sing, like you got Be Prepared, you got Hellfire, which is metal as fuck, by the way. And then you got this one, The Headless Horseman, by Bing Crosby himself. Let's get into this one.
6: Now gather round while I elucidate On what happens outside when it gets late Long about midnight the ghosts and banshees Get together for their nightly jamborees There's ghosts with horns and saucer eyes And some with fangs about this size Some short and fat, some tall and thin Some don't even bother to wear their skin Oh, Oh, I'm telling you, brother, it's a frightful sight To see what goes on in the night Spooks have a midnight jamboree, they break it up with fiendish glee, ghosts are bad, but the one that's cursed is the headless horseman, he's the worst, when he goes a-jogging across the land, holding a noggin in his hand, demons take one, look and groan, And hit the road for parts unknown And there's no wraith like a soup to spurn They don't like him and he's really burnt He swears to the longest day he's dead He'll show them that he can get ahead Lock the doors Unless you're careful He'll get yours Don't think he'll hesitate a bit Cause he'll clip your top If it'll fit And he likes some little like some big Part in the middle Or a wig Black or white Or even red The headless horseman
4: Needs a head
6: With a hip, hip And a clippity-clop He's out looking for a top to chop So don't stop to figure out a plan You can't reason with a headless man So after dark, you can't be good Stay at home the way that you should Cause right outside and waiting there There's the headless horseman and I'm getting out of here
0: Yeah, that was a uh, that was the uh album recording from uh Bing Crosby. Um yeah, the one from the uh, soundtrack is a little different. It's the same song with uh, some lyrics uh swapped out for others. But I personally like that one more, but this one, you get to hear some of the uh, haunting backing vocals. You see how it just uh, eludes that sense of just uh, being in the middle of nowhere, walking through that cavernous forest, and then all of a sudden you turn around. Some guy, he's riding on his horse. He's weaving a. He's <laughs> weaving his goddamn sword and just coming right for your neck. Yeah. <laughs> And you do get a bit of that in this, uh, in that Disney short. I recommend watching it. You can, if you get the Disney Plus or anything, I don't know. Disney is the Walmart of, uh, media. You can find anything for them. (sighs) But, you can find some of their old shorts. This is, uh, this is one I recommend. It's a lot of fun. Even when the horseman does show up, it's, uh, it is very fun, but really intense. Kind of like on the same, uh, on the same grounds of Evil Dead. It's like, it's cartoonish. But also really, really horrific at the same time, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I like I personally like the uh, soundtrack version better. I don't know. I think it's just uh, I think it just comes off as more fun. Cool. So yeah, watch that watch that film. I can't believe I'm plugging Disney. <laughs> Fuck, as if they really need an introduction. <laughs> but that film. No, I'm plugging the film. The film is not very well known. Watch that damn film. It's a good one. This is back when Disney still had balls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, I want to wrap it up with the Jay Giles Band. I'm actually a big fan of this band, but the things I didn't know about the band is they started way back in 1965, and they were active from 65 to 85, and then they reformed again back in 2009. But. They had some music, you know, through the 70s a little bit different than I expected. I remember a lot of the new wave stuff that you hear that they put out like around like 1980 and the early 80s. I even have one of their records, the Freeze Frame record over here in my record collection because I like Jay e. Giles' band, but I thought I'll play something a little different. They have a track called Nightmares off of an album they put out in 1974 called Nightmares and Other Tales from the Vinyl Jungle and they it's short and it i guess it's kind of moody for halloween i thought i would put it out it's even on hard-hitting halloween compilation of some sort hard-hitting halloween hits that has like a bunch of 70s and 80s and shit like that on there so somebody thought it was halloween i thought it was all right uh something different from the jay giles band that you probably haven't heard and it kind of fits so here we go here's nightmares probably that doesn't sound too familiar to you i'm gonna guess (laughs) well i don't have a frame of reference because this is my first time hearing them (laughs) (laughs) well that doesn't sound anything like what they normally would sound like but uh you should check them out nonetheless if you like jay giles band but anyway that was the halloween final halloween track i get it was short yeah and maybe it was Halloween or not. It was kind of spooky. I don't know what the
0: I don't know. There's a lot of uh, screaming Jay Hawkins vibe coming from him. There you go. Which if if you guys don't know screaming Jay Hawkins, look him up. He is the original guy who wrote "I put a spell on you." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You'll you'll know it when you hear it. Bop 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 bop, bop. I put a spell on you. <laughs> Cause
4: you're mad. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was like a... Yeah, Jay Giles, that was more of like an alto uh, version of Screamin' Jay when he's doing his, uh, (laughs) ah, type screams. (laughs) Yeah, the... Yeah, Screamin' Jay, he's uh, he's a little bit more baritone, which I just realized. Jay Hawkins? Jay Giles? Whoa. Okay, this is getting really weird. (laughs) Okay, now I feel like the Spectres are fucking with us. Let's, uh... Yeah, let's uh finish off this show before this episode becomes cursed. <laughs> let's do. We've reached the end. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify,
1: Stitcher, YouTube, Music Amazon, Music Player FM, and of course, sslcpodcast.com. Found us somewhere, but you can find us all those places. Too. You can find the bands on Instagram at the chisel uk, at mad mulligans nyc, at uh, well, dogs in the fight don't have an Instagram, but you can go follow Clark he posts some stuff and he posts stuff about the band on occasion too. At Clark underscore in underscore the underscore bite. At erratic impulse at Lars Frederickson. At lingua underscore ignata. At defense.oy in the shows at SLC Punkcast. Eric.
0: My socials include at scary uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC on Instagram my band anonymous is on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official our Facebook is at anonymous SLC and our bandcamp anonymous My other band heart of dark is on Instagram at heart of dark 801 SLC and the other podcast I am I am a part of or am doing is at Wrecked cast that's Instagram Rect podcast on Facebook. And you can find my other podcast that I call Lead Melodies at Lead Melodies und- underscore podcast on Instagram. Facebook is yet to be created, and yeah, don't look don't look that up. By the way, it's not created yet; it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find. Uh, you can find some episodes where I appear on Assault City, which is at Assault City CP on Instagram. But you can find all of that and more on the website CirclePitRadio.com. There we go. There's my mouthload of other places to find me.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, you can find the bands also. Mad Mulligans has a Facebook page. There's at Dogs in the Fight, at Erratic Impulse, at Lars Frederickson Official, at Lingua Ignata Music. DeFonts has a page. The show's at SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us all the way up through this point of episode 236. Eric, any final thoughts?
0: Well, I'm not keeping in with the uh, Halloween theme right here, but this is something that I thought that I've been thinking about going into the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but, you know, you think of stuff when you're uh, draining yourself. (laughs) But, you know, with the way that that, uh, punk has been... Going through all the different movements throughout its decades of existence, you know, you've seen different people from different walks of life come into this, uh, come into this genre and find something about it that they like, and something about it they create to uh, appease themselves. That's why you see it's not a line, it's a web. <laughs> Punk rock is just a a web with so many offshoots and so many things that go on to find webs of their own or. Not even fine, just create webs of their own. So, in short, uh, punk rock. Uh, speaking for myself, I mean, I base my whole life on this genre, on the music scene. In which uh, every decision I make, fact, it always factors into how can I fit this into my life. <laughs> so, so, yeah, in short, punk rock, hardcore, whatever... Uh, Whatever genre affixes to you, if you love it, that's great. If you wanna live it, well, that's when you gotta find out of what you wanna do. Punk isn't about where you come from, it's about what you do with it. And on that note, play the fucking outro.